For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And today we're talking to Rosie McKinney. I'm so excited about that. I want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care recruits the most devoted caregivers. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable, providing senior home care services in your loved one's home. So thank you to Home Instead for making this possible. Rosie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kathy. So I'm pretty excited. I was eager to hear your story. We shared that in an episode we're calling Porn Addiction, the Big P, Fighting for Love. And now this one we're going to call Freedom from Porn Addiction, Porn Proofing Your Kids. I'm so, so excited to talk to you about this because when I was reading your book, Fight for Love, Rosie wrote a fabulous book. I highly recommend it. When she was talking to me through her pages of her book I was like oh my gosh this is so timely and this woman Rosie McKinney is bold in what she says and so for me this is kind of a special day Rosie that I get to talk to you and interview you thank you for being on the show you are so sweet thank you Kathy if you're wondering anything about her story or her bio you can find that on the other episode Rosie I'm going to start with this So when I wrote my book about marriage communication, which is coming out pretty soon, this is funny to me. I thought you were Australian, and I already highlighted this to read out loud, and now I find out you're British, so this is funny. (laughs) Our British friends sometimes – so this is a question. I got a real question. Somebody said, where is the line between ribald fun and porn? So – Some stuff is hilarious, even if it's a little ribald. Our British friends sometimes poke fun at American prudishness. On the other hand, even so-called soft porn can have a raw edge to it. And you can, so I go into some explanation in how you can learn to notice the difference between just ribald fun and soft porn. But here's the main thing I wanted to say. Porn cheats everyone. No matter the lies you hear, please disregard the myth of consenting adults or innocent bystanders. One of my favorite ways to evaluate a decision is with this saying, if God is in it, everyone gets a blessing. With porn, someone always gets hurt, even if it's the consenting adult actors. Put it another way, and it becomes crystal clear. Can God be in porn? Absolutely not. We have to recognize the enemy of our soul will hijack any good thing God creates if we let him even sex, especially sex, since sex goes straight to God's long-term plan for our lives and our families, the enemy offers us a counterfeit. Okay, so I wanted to start with that because here's the thing. I wrote that book, and I couldn't find a decent resource. I mean, I finally found Dave Howe's book, 
uh, about purity for, written for men. But as far as something that I felt really comfortable about reading and sharing that was compassionate and not judgmental, I just couldn't find it. And then I found your book, Rosie. So you've done me a huge favor and you didn't even know I was looking for it. I'm, I, well, it's the reason I wrote it. I, I was kind of waiting for someone else to write the book because I knew <laughs> somebody famous with an enormous platform. That's why I was, I was literally, I was kind of writing it, but, but not, you know, seriously pursuing publishing it. Um, because I literally was waiting for somebody else because there is this gap in the market between <sighs> the recovery books, which are fantastic, but you're not going to pick up a recovery book until you really um, comprehend that there is a serious hole in the boat. boat. And this, um, yes. my book is going, hey, you know, you know that watery feeling around your feet? <laughs> you, yeah. know the fact that, you know the fact that you're listing, there's a hole yeah. in the boat. Go and, and have also- a look at the hole of the boat. And also, this is the way it is with sin. One of my friends that came on the show, Sandra Bristow, said it this way, and I quote her a lot. Isolation is the place where Satan takes you right before he goes in for the kill. Absolutely. So we feel so isolated in our sin, and really, confession is the solution to that. We don't have to feel isolated. And, And I tell you, as soon as I started talking about my abortion, I discovered People all around me were looking for someone that they could share their stories with because they felt really hurt and brutalized either by their own sin or someone else's. So now we just hear here at Camp Crafty, we hear stories all the time and we just love them. We call them sacred stories Um, because God is good in the midst of all this mess. (laughs) Isn't he just? Yeah, he's just so great. He's so amazing and redemptive and he takes our worst wounds and transforms them into something that brings glory to himself if we will just confess the truth that we'll just be authentic so in your chapter i want to jump right to porn proofing your kids because this was the thing that really got to my heart as we had our children and then we all came online you know with computers and the next thing i knew my kids were going to be on computers and then the question was do we get them a cell phone and when do we get them a cell phone so you outline the dangers of tolerating porn in your home. And we do things for our kids that we won't even do for ourselves. So if somebody has found this, if there's, if you're listening or reading some of our stuff and you're wondering, well, I wonder if my husband has a porn addiction. I wonder if this is serious. What I want to tell you is if you will not get help for yourself, you're once you read Rosie's book, you're going to want to get help for your, for your kids sake. So talk to us about the risks when there is porn and children in your home. Tell us about that, Rosie. Yeah, there are are sort of the the direct risks of actually having the pornography in your house, but there are also indirect risks. But let me take the direct ones first, because there are a, a number of growing studies that highlight these alarming effects of porn consumption in a household. Things like children in homes where porn is consumed are more likely to be accidentally exposed, obviously, than children in homes where it's not. But to a tender heart and an innocent mind, exposure to porn is traumatic and it's dangerous and it activates the sexual part of a child's feeling brain before their thinking brain even knows what sex is and and this is what can set up a, a very confusing and compelling curiosity that may drive your kids to seek out more and more pornography and that's that's often what happens is that they they see something and because their bodies physiologically respond um they are they are seduced into pursuing this and they don't really know what they're doing but they are you know they're all curious. 
Um, okay, I'm going to interrupt you and because I other people that are listening haven't read your book, so they don't know what I know. So this is interesting to me. She, Rosie, you included stories like there was the one I think it's her name is Lily there's a story of a little girl who yeah. is the perfect church girl like she wears her halo every Sunday right yeah she's making great grades she's a wonderful student involved in all these great activities she's like the kid every parent wants mm-hmm. and what what has happened is she's gotten I forget how but she shared it in her quotes of her story she shares the story in Rosie's book about how she got addicted, how early and how isolated she felt. And, and she was afraid to tell anyone because she had this whole persona of everything being so wonderful and perfect. So, and she was so young. That story really got to me, Rosie. Well, this, is, fun- this was the fear I had about my own kids. The, the, the funny thing about um, that story is that I, cause I know Lily very well and I know her, her parents um, and I took her to speak at our church. So she gave her testimony. Aww. And then the next day I get a call from a mum saying, my 10-year-old daughter confessed in the car on the way home. Wow. That so, is so powerful. Confession. There it is again. And also staggering because, you know, it wasn't an enormous church. Just if you think about the proportion of young girls who are secretly drowning in this stuff. We have to talk because I hear it again and again. Oh, well, I've got boys. I've got boys. I've got to be careful. I'm like, no, talk to the girls. Yeah. Well, the poison Satan is putting out there is to to de. So this is what really bugs me. And this is why I'm so adamant and such a big fan of your book. Um, The thing that bugs me is Satan will attack men in leadership before they even know their leaders. And that's why he targets these young, young men from, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I hear eight. I actually said to my daughter, you know, these boys are coming to these recovery groups at 11 years old. And my little, my beautiful daughter, Anna, who's on the show with me quite often, she goes, mother, my, me and my friends are worried about eight year old boys. Cause they're, they have access to internet that early. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Well then I read your book and that was the, one of the ages that you said too. So this is a serious thing. What uh, kills me is Satan targets these boys, little boys before they even have a wife and become a leader in their family. But he also targets women because if a girl believes that she is not worthy of respectful cherishing the way God intended for her to be treated, then she will succumb to this. And and you go into a great deal of, I don't want to hog the conversation because Rosie goes into a great deal of information about how it affects women when they first become addicted to porn. So talk to us just a little bit about that in case someone's listening. Well, the thing about, yeah, the the thing about women is that um, the way they interact with pornography is different than guys. So guys project themselves into the action, but women, I'm sorry, guys objectify what they're watching, but but the women actually project themselves into the action so that they are training themselves to be aroused by being abused. Oh, no, I'm getting the one minute warning. So I want to say, oh, I want you to tell us about your podcast. Let's do that as we come back from this segment, because this is a free resource. And if you found this podcast with this topic, you may want to get some directly from Rosie. So her book is Fight for Love. Her her website is Fight for Love Ministries, plural, dot com. So Fight for Love Ministries dot com. I mean, excuse me, dot org. 
And I'm Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. So we're going to take a break. Isn't that right? We're still in the first segment, right? <laughs> and we'll be right back. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. So stay with us. We're so happy that you're with us today. We hope something we say is going to really bless you. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We are talking to Rosie McKinney, and she is the author of Fight for Love, one of my all-time favorite books. I've been waiting for this one for two years, ever since I started rewriting my original book that I wrote for my own kids about marriage communication. And I needed somebody to quote about porn and I couldn't find the person with the right amount of understanding about how deadly it is and also a ton of compassion. So if in, and we went to that break so quick, if you're listening and you are wondering if you have a porn addiction or maybe, you know, you do, I really encourage you to get her book. You will love what she shares. She really understands how difficult it is 
and how Satan really wants to sink his claws into you and keep you isolated. So if that's your story, we love sacred stories. We love to see God intervene and change a person's story to have an amazing honoring God kind of, uh, well, I never say it's the end of the story because, you know, God is doing something new with us every day. So anyway, we love those sacred stories and we want you to know we have tons of compassion if that is what you're struggling with right now. I do want to focus on porn proofing our kids before we go there, Rosie, would you, let's see, I'm going to send them to fight for love org. And you have podcasts. Did I hear that, that you have a podcast out? We do have a podcast. It's a, uh, people describe it as a bit like The View, but we just talk about pornography and it's explicitly Christian. (laughs) I love it. I can't believe people can find it. So what do you call it? Take a guess. What do you think we might call it? Uh... I don't know, like slamming porn to back to hell. No, it's called. It's called. I'm um, horrible at titles. No, no, it's only. It's called Fight for Love because everything's called Fight for Love because I can't (laughs) remember things. So we decided to keep everything the same. You know what? I think that was genius. Yeah, exactly. When I just when I did the thing with David and Barb Howe, Barb came on the show with her husband to talk about it as a couple. It was amazing. Amazing interview, and but then when we put it out, it, it, it all his friends couldn't even get it because they all had porn blockers, and I'd use uh, porn in the title. So I'm going to put it in quotes. We may have to retitle your stuff when I when it comes out, so if if it can't get past the porn blockers. Okay, so I just think that's so ironic that the the Google and Amazon and SEOs and all the internet stuff yeah. that they can keep you from getting help from porn isn't that interesting it is Uh, is. but i love the fact that we can now use technology to reach people like our little ministry now is is in like 40 countries you know literally uh, from my little office here i'm reaching women in 40 countries and that blows my mind so the technology that is bringing us down is also connecting us with people um which which i just love i love that congratulations yes that is amazing Yeah. Yeah. God is good. You know, people told me I had to build a platform in order to put out books and we knew we wanted to get some messaging out there. So that was fine with us. But I was nervous about talking about myself all the time. It didn't seem very appealing to me. Oh, and then and then the Lord showed me he was going to build a catapult, not a platform. And so I get to catapult all my friends' messages out there. It's been so fun. So, um, okay, so your message today, what I wanted to ask you about for moms like me that were really worried about this as a young mom was how do we porn-proof our kids? Because honestly, my kids were smarter than me when it came to technology. I know I knew there were ways to keep them out of it, but I couldn't figure out those that was hard. <laughs> I hear you. Isn't, I had that horrible moment the other day when my eight-year-old like showed me something like, this oh, is how yeah. you do it. This is how you do it, mom. And I went, oh, I, I've crossed over. <laughs> you know more yeah, than me it now. Happens, it happens really early. And some of our kids are really technology. Like yeah. they, they're sort of like psychic for it. And so I knew I was never going to be able to keep up with them. Exactly. And that's a good point. And that's why trying to just come, you know, combat this problem, coming at it from a purely technological perspective, like trying to block everything, you know, trying to totally, you know, tamper down any access to pornography. It's, it's not enough because even if you manage to completely lock down your house, 
there's going to be someone on the school bus with a phone. They're going to be at someone's house. They're they're going to be exposed to this. So um, as well as external filtering, you need to create this internal filter in your child and you need to come alongside them. So instead of like being the police, like the technology police, you have to become a coach that teaches them how to um, how to navigate this, um, you know, difficult environment that they're in. We never dealt with anything like this. And there are some fantastic yeah. resources out there to help you do that. So I am not the expert, but I do know who is. So if you are really concerned about your, your kids, um, you know, accessing or being exposed to this material, go and find the podcast Media Savvy Moms. And they have a website, parentsaware.info. And they have the most comprehensive set of guidelines, you know, guidance, resources, everything that you need to know. And they are so encouraging because this is big and scary wow. and overwhelming. And so they take it in baby steps and they, they empower you. So you go, hey, I can do that. I can go and do that. And you feel good about it instead of being overwhelmed and scared. And there are also resources for your teens, like Fight the New Drug. Um, mm. If you, you know, you've, it sounds like you've heard of them. They do the most amazing. Uh, no, I, I heard of them because I read your book. Ah, I'm, actually, you I'm actually, you're going to love this. I'm get, I've mentioned this in the other episode. You can create a marriage book. Like I'm calling it the porn prevention kit. I already told my kids on the weekend that they were getting this. I won't give it to them for Christmas because I think that's kind of a bad idea (laughs) as a Christmas gift. But I mean, normally I give them books. I've already got some books ordered for them for Christmas, but I'm going to give this one to them. And I think Halloween is appropriate. Like, Mm -hmm. cause this is such a galish hell driven kind of topic. So it's called, I'm going to buy Fight for Love, and then I'm going to go through and pick out some of the books that you suggested to begin conversations. In fact, one of, on, uh, I can tell you which page it was on. On page 178, Rosie shares about how she and her husband decided to talk to their child, their children, who were seven and five years old yeah. when they first began a conversation. And they found a really simple book to do that. Well, I have grandchildren of all ages, so I'm going to get the kid, my big kids fight for love. And then I'm going to also order the little books that you suggested for small children to begin this ongoing conversation to coach them on how to handle when they see bad pictures. Yeah. I love that. That that was just so perfect. Yeah. It's called good pictures, bad pictures. And, um, they, they've got a junior and a, um, just a one version is like for kids three to six and the other is like seven to 11 really straightforward not scary I know it's possible to do this the right way because I don't want to share this in case some mommy has picked this up this podcast and she's listening and thinking oh no what do I do start with getting uh, Rosie's wonderful book but I remember when my son first came home and told me a story first of all the fact that he would come home and tell me was a beautiful thing to me but he was probably an his first year of high school and somebody in his little circle of boys, like there were probably six or so of them standing around and one of them had a phone and showed them a picture of a girl they knew and she had on less clothing than she should have. Okay. And, uh, one of the boys said, we should not be listening to looking at this. And he walked away. And so that, that kind of shamed the other boys and, and they, uh, you know, stopped. But what that tells me is that family, the one that the little, the boy that said we should not be looking at this, they were they had had the conversation. They they had coached that child on how to respond, 
and he had the integrity to do it. And you think I don't remember what kid that is? I so, I so remember which <laughs> child. And I was like, Will, why did he get to speak first? Why didn't you speak first? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, Mom, he was so fast. I was like, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Good for him. That's a good but story just, to hear. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. So, so I know it is possible for parents to have those conversations with their kids and also to I've seen it, the fruit of that in other boys' lives and that my son is friends with. So that that's very encouraging just for moms that might be listening today to know it is possible. You can. And, ch- and I was just going to say, and, you know, if they have seen it, because, you know, by the time they get to 18, 98 percent of our kids will have seen this stuff. You know, it's not game over. It's just the beginning. No. Of, you know, there are so many great resources, resources out there to help you help them process what they've seen and move forward and and deal with it and explain what's going on inside their head and just to so you become their point of reference and also because what we're really aiming at above and beyond external filtering or into you know internal filtering is these open channels of communication which it sounds like you know you have with your kids which is brilliant because they'll come and tell you so that you become the expert so if they hear something and they don't know what it is they come to you and go i heard this what's that instead of going i love that i'll never forget this i'm saving this for my parenting book but one of my friends when my kids were pretty little she said she told me this story. Her her son brought her the F word, and he wanted to know what it meant. And she said to him, for everything God created and designed to be beautiful and sacred, Satan tries to make it bad. And there's usually a word for that, the way Satan tries to twist it. Yeah. And I thought, that, that's a great way to think about it. And that brings up a really good point that, um, you know, the other part of it is you have to um, tell them what healthy sexuality is. Because yeah. the world the world is not telling them that bit. So that's the other part of the puzzle. You need to be explicit about your teaching about what healthy sexuality looks like. And and, and it was yeah. meant to be enjoyable and fun, you know? Yes. We're not prudish at all. We just want what's best, not what's second best. That's my opinion. Exactly. We're uh, prudent, not prudes. We're prudent. Oh, I love that. And you're so British when you say it. <laughs> We have two minutes left. I want to throw it to you. Don't forget, you can find all of Rosie McKinney's stuff on fightingforlove.org, or you can go to Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com, and you'll find my blog about Rosie and all her hyperlinks there. Rosie, you've got, okay, now one minute. What's, what's your last thought? I would say the best thing you can do if you want to protect your kids is get it out of your marriage so that you're both on the same team. And if this is your story in your marriage, it can actually be a secret weapon in the fact that if you're transparent and authentic with your kids, you can pass that on to them. I love that. That was actually, there was a quote I wanted to use today and we didn't get to it. And it said exactly what you just said. You can teach your kids to have these great conversations by being honest about your own struggles. Boy, what a powerful message today. Rosie, thank you so much. This is Truth with a Texas Twang, and we are grateful that you took the time out of your schedule to be with us today. We hope you will share this with everybody you know. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh.
Oh, Fiddle. Got in.